Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry, feathered, or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Welcome, podsters, pilgrims, patriots, and pet fans, to episode 39 and part two of our Two Vets Talk Pets Sore Throat Deep Voice podcast series, where too much croaking about pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Andert, and I'm joined by the lozenge maestro. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going, mate? I'm very well, thank you, Robbie. Holy Toledo, gee whiz. <laughs> and that's that's not that's not even uh, using any audio funkery there, listeners. That's just Lewis, just the way he is. That's where I'm at, mate. That's wow. as husky nice as it one. gets. Get down low and go, go, go. Yeah, yeah. You know, what's that song that the chef used to sing, Isaac Hayes? Something oh. about salty. Uh, oh yeah, yes, yeah. the uh, the culinary yeah. delights. Yes, yeah. Um, they're good. For, they're they're nutritious and they're good for you. Pack full of vitamins. Pack full of vitamins. <laughs> yes, and I think they were chocolate and salty too, yeah. from memory. You might be right. Yeah, mate. I think we're thinking about the same song. What are you talking about, children? <laughs> Now, mate, you're back. I'm back. I'm Welcome. Back. Yes, thank you. It's good to be back. Welcome. Where have you been? What have you been so, doing? So, um, so we we didn't go into this much in the last episode because it was a uh, we knew that the quest fest was going to yes. be a long, long ep. So, yes. we, which it was. So, if you stuck through the whole lot, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but but batter uh, up, mate. What happened? So, I was up in Queensland for a um a, a baseball tournament. So the yep. the Pan Pack Masters, and I'm here wearing my uh the the, the angry panda ah, uh, up there. It uh, is angry too. Yeah, yeah. We're representing the, the the angry pandas rather. Than the uh, the usually when I'm playing Masters I play for the Big Cat Tomatoes, um, but we couldn't get a Big Cat Tomatoes team up. So the Springvale Big Cats or the Springvale Lions, the Frankston Tomatoes, they're our Masters team. Tomatoes not your, your tough. It's not your toughest fruit. Oh mate, we got an angry. I'll, I'll show you a picture of the angry tomato. Oh, it's too. an angry tomato. Oh, it's an angry oh, I tomato. guess that's okay. Yeah, then. yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. it's a very versatile fruit. The tomato. You know, you don't. Uh, it's it versatile, is, it, it, but quite soft. Oh, it, well, it is, but not gee, saying your masters seem soft. I want to come around with their baseball tasty. bats and have a chat. Very tasty, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it comes in all sorts of different colours and shapes and sizes. You yeah, know. Your, your Russian tomato, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah your um, sweet bite. Sweet bite, yeah, 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 Tommy, Tommy tomato. They all sound very tough, mate. Yeah, yeah, very, very gross list. (laughs) The gross list, yeah, yeah. Um, so the uh, so yeah, went up playing in the in the Pan Pack Masters, um, with the with the Pandas, and we uh we came second. We got beaten by the Canberra Senators because their team got stacked with a whole lot of uh import Canadians. So is um, there a scandal there, mate? No scandal, just a whole lot of uh, you know, um, just oh bitterness, maybe a lot of a lot of bitterness, bitterness, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, there's an awful lot of you know high fiving and how good are we by them? Right, know, oh, really with so getting in there eight eight uh, uh, eight imports they probably should have too. But um, we we our team beat them in the uh, in the first game, which was good. Yeah. But I um I tore my calf on day three, which wasn't wasn't oh. great. So I drove up there and I was pretty stiff. And um I played the fir- played in the first two games. Yep. I, so I ran the bases in the first game that we beat the Senators in the in the first game, which was good. And then um I played in the second game against Rabina, but then. 
end of the third game, I was warming up and I tore my calf. Oh. So, so I didn't really play much then for the rest of the week. But I, um, I, I could still catch. So I managed to get on and play in the in the last game. Did, did you did you don the cheerleader suit, mate? You were you the angry panda? The angry panda yeah. cheerleader. The, yeah. yeah, I was. Um, I was. I was do, doing my best to contribute in any way I could, Lewis. But then in the last game, I was. Like, I felt like the Make a Wish kid because you know I was sort of. <laughs> Was hanging around the ga- the game and you know, for the last game, which it didn't matter if we won or lost because we're definitely in the gold medal match. Yeah, you know, they said you're catching for the game. I was like, oh, oh, thanks, coach. <laughs> you know, that's great. So, but so bring on the bring on the cripple, the, so, so, the one-legged guy. So I went in and caught. So I'll put this put this post this video as well so you can see it. But this is um this is me uh me batting. Um, it'll just take a sec to load. But right. Oh, yeah, number nine, mate. Is that you? No, no. So I'm so I'm batting. I'm the guy batting. Yeah, batting. Yeah, number nine. No. Yeah, I was number nine. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, so, he's, so he's a couple of foul balls. He's got it up. Here we go. Big. Uh, oh, oh, that is cracked. Oh, <laughs> and he's off shuffling. He's shuffling, and that, and he's nearly made it to first base. There, well done, first and safe, mate. Absolutely, mate. So uh, that was well, that was my first of three hits that day of where that was my maximum pace yeah, of getting right. up to the first that, baseline. Yeah. There's about six different versions of that video because uh, everyone was standing there with their cameras ready to try and get an image of me uh, shuffling up the first base because <laughs> they knew they'd actually hit the ball. Yeah. There was going to be an awful lot of mirth. Y- so. Yeah, yeah, no, you are. You look like you're holding one of those tomatoes somewhere, mate. While yeah, you're I know. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. Holding somewhere, trying not to drop it. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's right. Like Absolutely. an egg and spoon yeah. race, as, as only a panda egg. could. Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe a gherkin, yeah. So it was good fun. It was good fun up there. The Panpax is nuts. It was yeah. like, um, so yeah, when we usually go up to the conference center up there when there's the, the conferences, yes. Yes. it was um, on the last night, there's 10,000 people in the big, like where they have the big industry display. Wow. 10,000 people in there, just, you know, all these middle aged athletes just. Going nuts, right? Going nuts. Like by that time, I was getting pretty crook with my fever and stuff. Yeah. So I, I had one drink and said, "No, nah, this isn't for me. I'm going to bed." Yeah, you know, I was, I was, I was cooked. So, wow. um, so big party atmosphere. Oh, it was huge. It was absolutely nuts. People from all over the place. So it was, it was really, really good fun. So I look forward to uh, getting back there again in another couple of years. And then we just road tripped it down. So, um, so uh, Christina and the kids came up and met us up in, um, up at the Gold Coast, and we stopped off at, um, at Coffs Harbour and Sydney, um, Huskisson out on Jarvis Bay. Called in and saw my friend um, Feige in Canberra, and then um, uh, stopped off in Beechworth. So nice, mate! Sounds yeah. like a lovely trip. Had a it was good time. Good fun. Uh, yeah, great fun. Yeah, yeah. I did um, uh, three thousand eight hundred kilometres in total with the drive up and drive back. So right. it was. Um, I've got a very sore bum. Yeah, you know, as you okay. can see from the video. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but that no, was good fun. It was good fun. But yeah, and um, so it's. It, Good to be back home again. Get back into work again. You know, it's going to be, um, you know, sort of. I, I feel rested. It's good to get back in and start hitting. You know, hit hit the ground running. You back at work? So, you back this week? Uh, no. yeah, back this week. Back so this week. Yeah. you haven't been back yet? Uh, no, oh, no, no, nice. no, no. Lovely. So, so well, we got back on Thursday night. So, um, yeah. so and then Friday I've been trying to organise other stuff. So yeah. I thought, no, I get um, got a, a locum in good friend, uh, Dr. Jade Lozano, in to work for me on the Friday night so I could keep getting stuff sorted out. And, uh, yeah, but then I'm pulling a 9 till 7.30 tomorrow, so we'll see how the voice is working Ooh, mate. for yeah. that. All righty, yeah. excellent. Um, good, how mate. about you, mate? What have you been up to? Uh, look, mate, I've just been working while you've been off uh, on your little your, your sojourn up, yes. the, up the coast. I've been I've been stucky working, yeah. slaving, you know. Saving lives. That's right, Yeah, exactly. what's been coming across? the consulting room table oh actually this week we had a, a dog's uh, eaten some bones right um now so i just wanted to just get it out there i suppose to everyone that 
we as vets do not recommend the feeding of bones anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we we used to say, yep, well, you know, it was no to cook bones and then raw bones are okay. But now we say no to bones at all. Then we used to say raw chicken wings or chicken necks, but we don't say that anymore because they potentially cause neurological problems. So we say no to bones now pretty much. I saw, saw one dog, an older dog that had eaten, uh, got into, went, went around to a, the parent's house, uh, mum and dad's place and got into some lamb bones, cooked yep. lamb bones. And uh, one got stuck in its stomach, which thankfully it vomited up. Right, yep. And then a couple of days, it all got stuck down the back end, you know. Ugh, so, yeah. so we had the dog and had to knock it out, give it an anaesthetic, and and basically just hose out the back end, mate. Yeah, right, big enema. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then had another dog, a younger dog, three or four years old, beautiful, clean teeth, yep. except one had been fractured. Yeah, right. And you know, the owner's like, "Oh, feed a lot of bones." I was like, yeah. "Well, that's what's done it." So, yeah. you know, a dog that normally wouldn't need an anaesthetic wouldn't need any teeth work at all. Yeah. Unfortunately, to go in and take out one of the big teeth the yeah the big carnassial yeah exactly, yeah big carnassial tooth and it was a uh frenchy dog so it wasn't easy sort of oh wow kind of tooth, yeah yeah you know. it's tough tough one to try and get yeah, out yeah difficult spot to get out so so just you know shout out to everyone please don't feed bones to, to your pets there's uh they'll get stuck anywhere from from your just down the, the throat all the way yeah. down to the back end and and all they'll they'll break teeth as well. So yeah. Yeah. it's a it's an incredibly controversial thing with the bones. You know, I think it's um you know like I've work and still work with vets that that do like to recommend right. bones. Yeah. You know, um and so the difficult thing is like it's like anything if you've got you know a hundred people and they're going to give you a hundred different answers to things. It's because nobody, you know, knows exactly the right way or the wrong way yeah. of what's going on. You know, um. As we said in the last episode, I'm a conservative kind of guy, so I'm not a big fan. I, I, I hate big bones. You know, I hate the idea of um of big dogs chewing on big bones. Yeah, it's great for their teeth, but I have to take out the broken teeth. You know, yeah. um, and um, you know, so, you know, me me personally, I don't I don't give rosy bones. You know, um. Some people say, I really want to feed my dog's bones. So um, if they do, I talk to them about what types of bones are lower in risk, yeah. you know, but it's not zero risk, you know, and bad things can still happen, yeah. you know, and, you know, it's yeah, it's it's just a bit of a nightmare, you know, um, and I think that, um, you know, there are better ways of trying, like there's safer ways of trying to clean your dog's teeth and trying to keep your dog's teeth clean and happy and healthy, yeah. you know. There's a lot um, of commercial products, aren't there, you know. There's your, your greenies, your dentistics, you know, yeah. your, your food that's dental, you know, yeah. teeth, teeth related, help teeth cleaning food. Um, there's a lot of different options out there now. Yeah. Um, and I th- actually think the, the pug that had broken its tooth was even eating one of those antlers. Yeah, you know, those, okay. Those antlers you can get nowadays. Yeah, people can get like yeah, they air dried antlers or things like that. Yeah, or is not, it? Yeah. Not sure what they are, but yeah, they're, right. they're quite firm sort of things. Yeah. So it was might have been antlers that it broke its tooth on. So all those sorts of things. I'm 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 a massive. I think over the years of you know, obviously when I first graduated, yep, bones were the go. Then yep. I sort of moved away from yep, raw bone. Uh, you know, no raw bone, no cooked bones, only raw bones. But now you know, talking to the dental guys and the more more cases I see, yeah. I just think you know I don't see a benefit. Maybe there's a benefit for the dog that, from behaviour perspective, that it keeps them occupied. Yeah. If they've got separation anxiety and they're going to, you know, tear through your back door because yep. they're so anxious, or you know, you need something to keep them occupied. Yeah. Okay. Maybe a raw meaty bone is a go for that sort of dog. Yeah. Because the other option is it's going to smash through your windows. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. But 
on the general thing, I, I'm just a no for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's about risk, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. like if you if you're gonna let your dogs do it you've got to accept the risk that they're going to break a tooth. And if they're going to break a tooth, then you've got one of two options. Either you go and have a root canal and a cap put on oh, it. Yeah. You know, you're looking at about, you know, three grand, oh, yeah. you know, or you've got to have the tooth removed, you know. Yeah. So, um... Forearmed four is forewarned. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so, you know, I think there's there's other ways you can do it. If you're going to do it, talk your vet about what they, about what their recommendations are. Um... Because, you know, if you're hell-bent on feeding your dog's bones, there's safer ways of trying to do yeah. it. But, you know, in the end, just you just got to decide what your level of risk you want to take is. Exactly. Yeah. Now, we're also about nearly just under a month, mate, till the man in the big fat suit's coming out. I was going to say, because it's been about six weeks since they've been uh, had all the Christmas decorations up in the uh, shopping centres and things like that, just start, straight after they pull down the, uh, the, the, the Halloween stuff. Oh, up Easter, went all the Christmas Easter, portals. Easter, mate. Oh, <laughs> straight, straight from Easter into Halloween and then into Christmas. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. how it goes. Yeah, and back in Easter again. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as, soon as um, yeah, I think the first lot of hot cross buns come out about the 27th of December. <laughs> no, I've yeah. seen some of the shops now, mate. Oh, have you? Yeah, oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Actually, All year should, round. Maybe we could get Clint when he comes on. So but, Clint Udelman. Yes. When we interview him in a, cu- in a, in a couple of weeks' time. He makes us a nice hot, hot, nice hot cross hot bun. Hot cross buns for Easter. A, a, nice, a nice yeasty fruit bun. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. 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 Nice that'd, one. Yeah, Thanks, that'd, Clint. That'd be yeah. great. Great. As well as your chocolate mousse cake. Yeah. <laughs> Not, not that we're putting any orders. No, no, no. But if if you were taking them, then that, that that'd be great. Yeah, that, that'd be love. Thank you. Yeah. No, uh, I guess you know, with Christmas, just a little message: don't buy anyone a pet if they don't want want a pet. Yes. Or they don't know they're getting a pet. Yeah. Because it's not necessarily an inst- you know a uh, an impulse purchase. Yes. Pet is for life. It's yep. not just for Christmas, as they yep. say. It's got to be a premeditated purchase. Everybody needs to be on board. Everyone needs to know what's going on. Don't rock rock up to your Auntie Marg's place with a you know with a, a three year old border collie. Yeah. You know, yes. you know <laughs> that, that you've just picked up from border collie rescue. Yeah. You know, Auntie Marg that lives in a little nursing home. With, yeah. Uh, you know. She's seventy three years <laughs> old with with two two broken hips and a Zimmer frame. <laughs> that three-year-old Border Collie. Yeah, was, hook, hook yeah. the Border Collie on your Zimmer frame. Go for a walk. Let's go, Arnie Mark. Go. Wee. Wee. Oh, I Come feel on. like a little girl again. <laughs> Rosebud. <laughs> so, so <coughs> uh, yeah, so pets, pets aren't for Christmas. Now, also, mate, we uh, we had a, a listener of the show make contact with us this week. Right. Uh, a long time ago. A Celebrity. 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 Not Charlie Pickering, mate. I know you're thinking. All right, that's it. I'm dropping the mic. I'm out of here. I'm I saw here. the you look. To, you, told, you told me that a celebrity got in contact with us. Uh, this is the time. This is the time where it's either he's going to stitch me up, but that's fine. I don't mind a little bit of a tickle up about <laughs> Charlie Pickering if it's going to be a stitch up. But you're telling me it's not Charlie Pickering? No, mate. I saw the raise of your eyebrows. I thought, oh, better leave him down. Yeah, yeah. No, Sally Coburn. Dr. Sally Coburn. Dr. Feelgood. Dr. Feelgood. Wow. Just t- touch base with us. And uh, What episode was that we talked about? Um, Ooh. Is early it nine or ten or something yeah, like that. Early, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, yep. Early, early teens, maybe. Good one. So she's um, she's. I reckon we might give her a call one day on the podcast and have a chat. Oh she's, wow! She's got a, a finger in a lot of pies. She's saying uh, she goes to a bit of an update now. She had a a bit of a I think a brain bleed or a clot in her brain. Right. Um, and her dog Molly woke her up. And she managed to call uh, the ambulance because of what Molly did. Yeah. Um, and so she's getting her final scan done. Oh, excellent. Uh, to check that the re- the residual clot in her brain's gone. So Fantastic. We, might, we might give her a call for an update. She's also an ambassador for the Lord Smith Animal Hospital. Oh, in North Melbourne, here in yeah. Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and she's had two cats that have died from neurotoxoplasmosis. 
after eating raw kangaroo meat. Righty-o. Yeah, so yeah. there you go. That's, that's a story we'll have I mean, to Eating to some it. toxo. Yeah, yeah righty-o. Hit her up about. So, but, um, yeah, so uh, there we go. Our, our first uh, celebrities touch base and... Uh, and uh, and uh, what well, wants to have a chat, mate? Well, so, fantastic! So well, thank that, you very much for getting in contact with us, yeah, Sally. It's great. it's great. It's people are listening, Lewis. Yeah, exactly. Now, it's Sally, great. Well, if you happen to know Charlie Pickering, yeah, you know, send him a link. Yeah, please, please uh, get on to him and say, look, these guys chatted about you. Robbie loves you. He's, uh, <laughs> he might remember him from what, what you know, making eye contact with him three times outside of the toilet in uh, you know the the place up in the Dandenongs, the Puffing Billy Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he remembers, mate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's probably still keeping an eye out for me to make sure I'm not sneaking up on him every time he walks out of another public toilet. Uh, exactly. Now, as well as that, we've also had a lot of orders come through for the grow suits, mate. Oh, fantastic. The, yeah. Gro- the grow suit we're sending to uh, to Harry and Megan, Prince Harry and Megan. They, uh, they, um, uh, it's, it's in the mail now. It's on, it's on its way. We sent it off. Yeah. But we had a lot of, we did get a lot of owners that touched base with us saying, uh, they were interested. Yeah. Well, it's like the field of dreams, mate. If you build it, they will come. Yeah. You know, as long as you give the people what they want, Lewis, people will reach out and they will say, you know what? I want one of those for my Dachshund. Exactly. I'd, lo- I'd love to have my little Dachshund yeah. running around in a little, little wonder suit. Yeah. So you can either get us up on the emails if, if you want to get one or maybe become a Patreon sponsor. Yeah. At the level of getting a t-shirt and we'll swap it out for a gross suit. Just say, dog. hey, look, I don't want a t-shirt. Yeah. I just want to, I just want a shirt for my yeah. dog. Yeah. Exactly. We'll send you out, we'll send you out a little onesie for your dog, a two, a two vets, talk pets onesie for your dog. Yeah. So we'll hold them all together because a big order, mate, I reckon. A big order coming from China. Of those. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> a, a big shipment of them. Yeah, I reckon. Fantastic. Yeah. I wonder what the big pallet was doing uh, out, out the front of your house. <laughs> Yeah, you know. truck just backing up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice Alrighty. one. Now, uh, big shout out to our sponsors of the show. We've got uh, Zilkeen. Yes. Uh, the uh, the calming medication, that anxiety medication for cats and dogs with no side effects. No side effects. Check it out if your dog cat's got some anxieties. How does it calm again? Tell me how Tell me how, how will you administer it, Lewis. Oh, it's oral, mate. Fantastic. Oral. Alpha-cazosapine. It's yep. in a capsule. You can sprinkle it on the food. Easy. And do they take it well, Lewis? They love it, mate. Fantastic. Just like a warm glass of milk. Oh, brilliant. Very yep. good. And then we also got Prime 100. Prime 100, the pet for Australian pet food, single protein, source foods, lots of different varieties, lots of different versions yep. as well. They've got the rolls, they've got uh, they've got the um, the pouches yep. of the um, you know the, of stuff. They've got all sorts they've got of stuff. They've got the dry kibble out now as well. They do too, yeah. yeah. And mm. they've got their treats, their single protein yes. treats. Fantastic Great stuff. Great food, especially for itchy dogs. If you've got yep. an itchy dog or a, or a dog with some food allergies yep. or inflammatory bowel disease, maybe, yep. which is, I reckon, that brings us on to our third sponsor. Yes. Which is Insight Mobile Vet Diagnostics. Who runs that? So, doc, Dr. Clint Udelman. Oh, there he is, our friend, Dr. Udelman. How are exactly. you going, Clint? Yeah, good. Okay. Shout out to Clint. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, he's, Hot he's, cross buns. Y- yeah. And... And chocolate mousse cake. Chocolate mousse cake. Yeah. Thank you, Clint. Would yeah. be anything great. Anything else? Perhaps we'll think of. Perhaps if any listeners have got anything that any sort of thoughts or things we might might like to eat. How about a nice ragu? Oh yeah, a nice beef ragu, a nice getting, slow cooked ragu would be good. We're getting quite a quite a meal, aren't we? I wonder if we well, would we actually interview him. Yeah. But if he does some calamari for us as an entree too, <laughs> nice salt and pepper calamari, salt, salt and pepper squid, squid, that'd, that'd be, be all right. Nice. Yeah. yeah, salt yeah. and pepper squid leading into a beef ragu, and then finish it off with the uh, chocolate, the chocolate mousse cake. What about something a bit more exotic? What about salt and pepper cuttlefish? 
Bryce. Oh, cuttlefish. Let's give him a challenge, you know? How this does is... cuttlefish go on the tooth, mate? Is it any oh, good eating? Oh, or... lovely, lovely. It's just a bit raspy, but is you it? Know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know those things you put in for the canaries? For the birds, yeah. 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 It'd be good yeah. for my eggs. Yeah, it's quite... Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Stop your egg binding. <laughs> <laughs> So, so stop me um, laying my eggs out without a shell. That's right. Thin, yeah. thin shelled eggs, they're thin no shelled good. Thin shelled eggs, are they? no good. No. Yeah. No, no. No good for you at all. No. Thick shell's good. Thin shell's bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what, is, uh, what does Clint do? He comes. He drives around Melbourne. Fantastic. And that's about it, I think. Good oh, on no, you, Clint. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's a specialist. He goes, he goes around to your GP clinic and he'll do some, uh, some ultrasounds or endoscopy or any diagnostics that you need done. Yep. So ask your vet, you know, if they're getting a specialist in. Hey, is it Clint? Is it uh, Dr. Udelman? Ask for Dr. Udelman. Dr. Udelman from yeah. insightmvd.com.au or check him out on Facebook. And we've got our uh, our links to his websites uh, down below and to all of our uh, sponsors, Zilkeen and Prime 100 as well. We've got links to those. Thank you all very much, guys. And thank you very much to our Patreon subscribers as well. Yes. We really appreciate it. It helps to keep the uh, keep the computers running and uh, Lewis and, and I in, in uh, throat lozenges. In and tip-top uh, condition as Tip top are. condition, absolutely. Not you know? immune, Valvoline. <laughs> 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 All right, mate. What's been happening this week for you? All right. So, um, uh, one thing I wanted to—I uh, I saw a um, a very interesting behavioural thing that you'll um, you'll love because Christina and I saw this when we were out at Hyams Beach out on um, out in Jarvis Bay. Some of the whitest sand in Australia. Yes, you know, I've slept beach. on that beach, mate. Have you really? Yeah. Is that sl- one of your uh, sleep on a beach on a uh, on a surfboard? Yes, jobs. That yeah. was it. Yeah, that, that was, was pretty much one. it. We we got down there. I don't think there was a bus that went right there. We, I was sort of hitchhiking down the coast. Yeah, right. As you do in those days, down yep. past Belangelo State Forest. There. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's always a good place, part of Australia to uh, to hitchhike through. Yeah, hitchhiking there. We uh, ended up these blokes pulled uh, pulled up. We got on board and uh, drove us down to Jarvis Bay. Yes. No, no camp. We'd never tent anything like that. Just uh, just on the beach on a, on a, on the surfboard. Just uh, laid out. It was beautiful. So so down at Hyams. Oh, I'm not sure. Is that the one where the campground is and there's all lorikeets flying around? No, that's Huskisson. Right, uh, that's, that's Husky. Yeah, yeah. So Himes is a little bit further down, but uh, right we sta- we stayed in Husky though because yeah. um, that's where we've always stayed when we go there. But Himes Beach a little bit further down. There's Beautiful no camps. The Absolutely brilliant. We actually when we were there, we were swimming. A pod of six dolphins oh. came swimming past fifty meters out from the shore, which, which was awesome. I didn't see any whales when we were there, but we saw these wild um, wild dolphins go swimming wow. past. So awesome. I actually ran out and pointed them out to the kids, and you could see like the wave of recognition as people were seeing them down the beach as everyone running out. Ah, and, wonderful. And seeing them. Um, so anyway, so um, after the dolphins. Dolphins had left about uh, 100 meters up the beach. Um, we saw this clown. Um, uh, no, a clown. Yeah, a clown. Yes, yeah, Zig-zag. yeah. Bozo the clown. Yeah, red, red nose, big feet. You know, really inappropriate for for the beach. But that's what he was wearing. Right. Um, so he was down there with his vizsla. Right. The um, clown was. The clown was down there right. with his vizsla. And Do you his, have a balloon? Uh, no, no, no balloons. No, no balloons. No balloons. Right. Okay. He's an environmental clown. And he knows that balloons are no yeah, good for the environment. Good point. Maybe. Yeah. yeah great. <laughs> Especially if it gets out and it gets swallowed up by one of the uh, the, the bottlenose dolphins. Yeah, well, that would be no good. good. No, yeah. no good at all. Yeah. That'd be terrible. Swimming along then with it, a balloon. Then, then he really would be Bozo the Clown. Yeah. yeah so, so, so this Bozo the Clown, you know, he's there. He's, you know, he's, he's buff pecs and all that sort of stuff. Carrying the his, clown his, was the clown. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Nose, feet, you know. <laughs> Walking smile. down into the water, smile, smile. Yeah, yeah. He had a little flower that squirted water out, but he had to have it impaled in his little pierced nipple because he had nowhere else to hand because he had a, otherwise the pecs out. He was buff. Yeah, he was right. buff, buff, yeah, right. buff clown. Lots yeah. of baby oil. Lots of oil. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Left a sheen on his towel when he stood up. 
<laughs> so he's well, walking down. anywhere with this. <laughs> oh, no, next, next topic. And now, now on to the next topic. Yeah. <laughs> that was all I wanted to talk about. Um, so he's carrying his vizsla down into the water, right? Now, um, Christina and I are standing out there uh, down the beach. We're looking at this idiot carrying his dog into the water and we're going, how can this guy not read the signs of this dog? The dog is absolutely stiff as a board. You know, oh, its terrifying. eyes, eyes, eyes are popping out of its head. It's, 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 you know, it's got the grimace on its face. Its legs are just fully, fully rigid. Walked out into the water. Was the he on his unicycle? No, no, he left the unicycle up on the beach. Right, okay. I was yeah, say. yeah, yeah. So carrying the dog, not on the unicycle. Carrying the dog, unicycle. Yeah. Still got the hair, the nose. <laughs> The, the, the flower and the shoes. Walking out into the water with a Vizsla. No uh, balloon. No balloon. No balloons, Just but a Vizsla. Just yeah. a Vizsla. Walking out into the water and his, and his wife, right, not dressed up as a clown, just dressed up as a normal human. <laughs> sure it right? wasn't zig and zag. No, 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 no. no. Def- right. Definitely wasn't zig and yeah. zag. No, no. Far, far less wrinkly. They, they, this guy was way too buff to be right. 85. Um, and I'm not going to say anything else. So walking... <laughs> The water. Um, so with with this dog, and so walking through the crashing waves, right? And so these waves, they were well, they weren't huge. They were crashing pretty, you know, pretty right. hard on the um on the uh, uh on the pretty close to the beach. Was he having and trouble with his big shoes? Were they like flippers? He's walking him backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Need to. The guy's the guy's not an idiot. He's yeah. a clown. Well, he was an idiot for the other thing. He was, he was a clown. He's a clown. Not he an idiot clown, clown, obviously. Though. Not an idiot clown. Yeah. yeah, just a bozo clown. So he's walking his dog out backwards, nose, feet, <laughs> little flower, no balloon, normal no, looking name wife, tag, name tag, buff pecs. Oh, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Walking out into the water backwards with a stiff fizzler. <laughs> Out into the water <laughs> through the crashing waves with his stiff fizzler in his arms. His stiff fizzler in his arms. <laughs> no top Hey, off. honey, stiff. take a pinch, take a selfie of him with a stiff fizzler in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Out into the water, right? So Christina and I are looking at this at this scene up on Hyams Beach, widest beach, one of the widest beaches in Australia. <laughs> yes, go on. Stiff fizzler. <laughs> Through the crashing waves. <laughs> As this guy's put the Vizsler in the water, right? Oh. And the Vizsler has turned around and just gone, zook, straight back into the water, yeah. straight straight out of the water. Just out gone, I'm, I am getting, I'm, I'm snaggle pushing it out of here. Exit stage left. Screw you guys, I'm going straight home. Straight on his unicycle, out of the water. Out of the water, yeah. right? I'm going to leave you, you bozo clown, out of here, right? The dog's gone running up onto the beach and the guy's calling me going, Come back, oh. come back. And the dog's sitting there shakes and has gone to the other people that are on the beach and Christine has gone, oh, that, they must be with these people with the Vizsla. Yep. So they're not with those people. I've seen that they've come from further back up on the beach. The, the Vizsla's sitting there, you know, sitting there oh. looking at everyone else. The guys come a little bit closer out of the water and the Vizslas turn around and run straight further back up, out of the, out of, oh. up to the beach it- to get the hell out of the way. It's like, mate, your dog doesn't, doesn't like the water. It doesn't like swimming. Don't make it go into the water. Christine and I just go, mate, you're an absolute clown. Oh, that's terrible. Even though you look like a clown, <laughs> you're a clown. You act like a clown. So, you know, folks, if your dogs don't like go, take them to the beach. But if they don't want to swim, don't make don't them swim. Don't make them swim. That's don't horrible. Don't make them swim. Yeah, the this poor, poor dog. dog was absolutely 
cacking itself. The fact that it's gone up to the other people that doesn't even know yeah. to get away from this guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And then ran further up the beach away when he started coming up. Like, oh, oh. anyway, so. Yeah, unbelievable. So going to the beach is good. Making your dog swim if they don't want to, bad. All right. Now, yeah. Yeah, oh, good one, mate. Now, th- this week, uh, I've, got, I've got something from my dad. From your dad? From dad. A little little article from my dad. He said, Excellent. This might be great the podcast, podcast material. Now, I'll just show you, mate. It's, it's quite a short article <laughs> as I hold up a piece of paper about the size of my finger. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and as my dad likes things short, I think. Yes, know? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he won't like that last, uh, yeah, the, 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 the clown story. <laughs> that that went for approximately 10 minutes longer than what I was intending it for it to do, but that's all right. We haven't know? got time for anything else now. <laughs> and that's it. Thank you very much yeah. to the sponsors. And yeah. <laughs> we haven't even got time for my dad's short little article. So this is what he said. Might be good pod, something to talk about in the podcast. Yes. It's from the odd spot in the age. Excellent. Men with beards are more attractive than those without. Right. Signs to say. Right. And I'm sure my dad knows what our podcast is about. Does he yeah. actually listen? Yeah, I don't know. You know. In a journal of evolutionary biology study, in a journal of evolution biology study, 8,500 women were shown photographs of the same men clean shaven. And then with beard growth after five days. Right. Ten days and four weeks. Right. Every respondent preferred their men with facial hair. Really? Yeah. Wow. How's that, mate? Thanks, Dad. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the content. Well, geez, so, you couldn't have let me know that this morning before I shaved. Yeah, I know. I was, yeah, I, I, my, yeah, people might have seen me uh, eating the bee sting on the um, for the uh, for the couple of episodes ago when I got back from the uh, uh, from the trip. Yeah, the full um, lumberjack, mate. Yeah, I was going the full the yeah. full holiday lumberjack. Yeah. But then um, one of my mates is doing um, or what was doing uh, Movember. Yes. Um, and so uh, you know, a charity raising uh, money and awareness for men's health. Um, that's here here. At, oh, I think it's all over the world actually. Um, yeah. And so uh, while I was shaving up this morning, I um, you know, went a little. Uh, I had the, oh, the mo going. The mo, mate. I, went, I went the mo, you yeah. know, and had a couple of, uh, <laughs> you know, went, uh, you know, pensive very, look. Uh, very Mr. Potato Head, that's I right. think. And then, and then, you know, went a little, uh, went the lemon face, right? And then uh, went a little Freddie Mercury there, you know. <laughs> put so, those on the socials, mate. Go I will. On. I yeah, will. go on. Let's put a whole, whole uh, collage. A co- collage of my of my mustache. But then I shaved the mustache off because Christine said, if you don't get rid of that, you're sleeping with the on the couch tonight. Ooh, so well, quickly. No problems at all. Don't go and grab the, uh, the the razor again. Did, did you go for the pencil? Did you go the pencil mustache? The pencil. Oh, no idea. I should, I should have gone the pencil mustache. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's, a, that's a beautiful. Well, well someone was telling me I should have gone like the big, um, like the real big full lamb the chops. chops. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like all the way down and maybe get like a little, uh, like a little um, like bullhorn or ram horn on there. Right. That, that would have been a right. Yeah, go well with okay. your, your, your squishy nose you got on today, mate. <laughs> the big shoes and the little flower and my panda T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, all, it all work well. Yeah, Zig. No. <laughs> all righty, um, mate. Now, you got anything else? I think we're uh, running yes. out of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, I'll, I'll try and make this one quick because this is... Um, hang on. Now my computer's gone to sleep. All right. So you, you hit me with yeah. one while I try and wait. Yeah. Computer so I've got up. one from the Australian Vet Journal. Yes. Echidna with an ant allergy. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So Matilda, an echidna who lives at the Hillsville Sanctuary in Victoria, has a very unique problem. Yes. Since arriving at the sanctuary as a three-month-old, now what's a baby echidna called, mate? Um, a little prick. Ooh, I like it. Not that's, bad. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> as a three-month-old little prick in 2010, <laughs> Matilda gradually developed worsening skin irritation and swelling, hair loss, and discharge from her eyes. 
The Heels with Veterinaries trial various treatments of common causes of dermatitis in kidneys, but none proved successful in curing Matilda signs. Right. I wonder if they tried the Prime 100 crocodile and tapioca food. Yeah, or um, or, or termite and yeah, uh, yeah termite and eucalyptus yeah. diet that yeah. they have yeah. specifically for echidnas and yeah, marsupials exactly. rather than... So- soil and bull ant, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they're bringing out that range. We must, yeah. must check them out. This is when veterinary dermatologists... I wonder if that's Danny. It could be Danny. I wonder if Danny helped him out. Suggested allergen testing and it was discovered that Matilda is highly allergic to ants. Wow. Of all things. How do they do a skin prick test on something that's covered in prickles anyway? Ooh, on the belly, mate. Oh, maybe on the belly. Yeah, on the belly. On the no, soft, soft little tummy. Just on the nose. On the nose. Just, just on, just on the, the end of the nose. They've probably just got a few ants. Just rub them on there. <laughs> This posed quite the challenge for her keepers and Hillsville Sanctuary Veterinary Dr. Claire Madden. Shout out to Claire. Yep. Hi, Claire. How are you going, Claire? Hope you're a listener. Because if not, a- if not, join up. Yeah, exactly. Byzantz compromise an echidna's comprise an echidna's core food source and could not be removed from her environment. Yes. Duh. That's yeah. all they eat, isn't it? <laughs> so Dr. Madden had to find a way to remove the allergen without removing ants from her diet. The veterinary dermatologist had a solution and were able to develop an individualized vaccine that isolated the specific allergen components and performed allergen immunotherapy on Matilda. So basically they munched up a few ants and injected it on the skin, I reckon. Something like that yep. over time. Yeah, in a, in a very small little um, little bullet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But in small quantities and probably a bit more of a technical manner than we are describing. Oh, only just. Yeah. This treatment has allowed her to now become asymptomatic, so no symptoms. Wow. And her last injection was six months ago. Terrific. If she continues to be asymptomatic by the start of winter, she can join the Sanctuary's breeding program. Well, that sounds like that sounds pretty stupid to me. <laughs> I agree. I, part, pardon me for uh, you know whoever's in charge of the Sanctuary's breeding program, but you know what? If you just had to go and spend thousands of dollars getting a dermatologist to try and desensitise a, a a creature that eats ants to not be able to be allergic to ants, that's probably Dar- Darwinianism is saying don't breed with yeah, that creature. Well, exactly. Well, I reckon we'll be doing this podcast in fifty years' time and be saying, uh, you know. We've got a hundred echidnas with ant allergies, all bred from Matilda. All, all, all stemming from this. This is the unit. This is the one. To, I think we need to talk to them and go. Breeding's not a good idea, guys. You know what, guys? We've just been reading through this, you know, and I don't know about you, but just the, this, this one part of it kind of stood out as being a little bit stupid. Don't do it. Don't do don't it. Don't do it. Don't do it. We don't want. We don't want to be talking about. Look, if it's if it's like the white rhino and it's the last one left, okay, yeah, yeah, you try and do that. Yeah. But can you the, imagine the white how, rhino's allergic grass? Yes, just, you just have to breed with it. If that's it, that, that you've got no choice. You get Huns out, Huns from Hildebrand from, yes. from Germany, and with the say, helmet and these yeah. big, you know, big plastic <laughs> container, his big catcher, <laughs> and you breed with it. Away you go. You do your best. Yeah, you but make the best of a bad situation. Echidnas are dime a dozen, aren't they? Oh, they're everywhere. Yeah. I saw four of them on the way home from. Uh, you know, they weren't in looking like they were going to be eating many ants again soon because they, they, were, they were looking more squishy than spiky, you know, right. uh, you know which was a shame. Well, perhaps you know. Clint could do an echidna soup or something. Well, he could do. a possibility? Yeah. Imagine how bad it would be being an echidna and being itchy, right? You know, 
You're sitting there trying to scratch. Imagine the number of times you'd, you'd spike yourself you know, on the foot from your spikes. Yeah. You're sitting there going, oh, I'm so damn itchy. You know, that'd, be, that'd be terrible. Imagine being itchy and you can't actually itch the thing that's really itchy. Unless yeah. they are just giving the little tummy a little, little rub, s- like you say. Just a little, just a little scratch. You know? Just a little tickle on the Just a little tickle. The, the oh, you just sort of left a little bit. With just a little flower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Near my big pecs. Yeah. The big shoes and the nose. So um, don't do it, guys. Don't, don't do, do it. it. That just sounds silly. Yeah, don't Alrighty, breathe with that animal. Um, yeah, so I, fa- I found my other one. Yeah. Um, so here's one that I found from um, ABC News. Um, just a. Uh, uh, it was an interesting one. You know, you're always going to get. Um, if anyone's got any kids listening, uh, just wind it down for, uh, for for the next five seconds while I talk about the headline of this. Um, this is the headline that's going to get you. Asshole geese become internet sensations as a farmer writes honest for sale post. What? Yep. Ooh. All Leslie Dupres wanted was to add a little tranquility to a small southern Queensland farm. We got these beautiful geese and thought they'd be a wonderful addition to our beautiful zen-like property, she said. It did not go to plan. Um, the geese had other ideas. They were a-holes. They terrorised our poor sheep. They made little kids cry. The roosters got pecked and the peacock's <laughs> tail feathers got pulled out by them. There was no peaceful free-ranging and having them and having a good time. It was mayhem. But the way she handled the situation certainly struck a chord with farmers all over the country. She posted her local animal buy and... Uh, she posted on her local animal buy and sell page on Facebook. I thought, it's time to go when everyone was crying on the farm, she said. I decided honesty was the best policy and it went a little bit viral right new home urgent we have a small flock of five geese three males and two females that we need to rehome warning they are a-holes <laughs> a few get, get hours, many response to the ad for that a few hours later she checked on her post i got a bit shocked after a couple of hundred people had shared it and there were well, comments and it had us in hysterics of people's horrible geese stories well, was right before Thanksgiving. Well, that might have maybe, been the thing. Yes. People ran out of turkeys. Maybe those five geese are now <laughs> sitting in an oven somewhere in a freezer ready for Christmas. Doing yes. A, a geese ducking. Yeah. Well, hey, tell us how to cook that, Clint. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. How do you how do you cook a goose, Clint? Yeah. How do you cook a, t- a, a, a turd dusk gookin? Not a clown. A clown. Don't no. cook a clown, cook a goose. A goose. Or yeah, turkey. a goose. The goose of a goose of a turkey. That was how I was going to segue into it until I couldn't find the um, oh, find the article. Is it good to find the article? I, I lost the flow. Yeah, re-record, redo. Nah, that's all right. You know, <laughs> it's better like this. We you never know. do. Never don't re-record. Just keep going. One take. Yeah. One take. People ask me that. Say, do you re- pre-record and things like that? I go. We just let it flow. You yeah. know, we just yeah. stuff it up and we just keep it in there. Yeah. It just until, is. until you say asshole and have to beep it. <laughs> That's why I gave people warnings. <laughs> but so you still have to beep it. Well, uh, well, well, I still have to beep it. Oh, yeah, yeah, you probably have yeah. to. Man, Otherwise, uh, you get the explicit. No one will listen you, then. You just got to get a goose honk on there. Yeah. Oh, great idea. Get a goose honk yeah. and, and then dub that over it. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's choking there for a second. What, a goose honk like this? Yeah. What, would you like that one? Yeah, that was a great yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even swear then. No, I know. It's just a goose honk. Yeah, you dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you're giving me so much post-production yeah, work. Yeah, sorry, mate. Um, anyway, back to the article. Um, uh, uh, we are not strong enough for this, so if you think a couple of cute fluffy geese would suit your needs, please, please come and get them. Bring help and a large box. Don't be fooled by their cute little beady eyes. They stare deep into your soul and know all your fears. Whoa. Here's the asking price. What would you ask for for five demon geese? Five demon geese. Five demon geese. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, five bucks a goose. Pretty close. 
50 bucks and a bottle of scotch so that we can have a drink and relax when they finally leave. Right. Yeah. Gee whiz. Um, the initial for sale post had been shared more than 600 times on rural and farming pages all over the country, generating thousands of likes and inspiring people to share their own stories of farm animals behaving badly. Miss Duprez is happy for her misfortune, uh, as, as happy that her misfortune has been cathartic. Um, so what now for the road geese? Uh, we have a huge dam that have, uh, and our other six geese are on this is the people that have taken them so uh, mrs oh, yeah. uh, Ms. regling um uh so they'll all get on well um they'll swim around the dam and enjoy life but she uh, but she has the phrase bible front and center when we pulled up in the driveway i saw them running across the pen and i thought maybe they are as bad as leslie reckons we'll see how it all works out you might have another story to run soon so oh, there you go. Happy little ending, mate. Happy little ending. Five geese and a bottle of scotch. Ms. Duprez du is quite happily half-sourced and, and ruining the day she ever got her geese. So there you go. Oh, there you go, mate. Oh, fantastic. That's good. What else have you got? Great stuff, mate. All right, I've got a, a recent paper by Stephanie Reimer. Yeah. Et al. Et al. Et al. Et al. Et al's running, written another paper. Every time. Every time. Every busy, dude. Busy, busy dude. Must, must get cramps in the wrist from, you know... <laughs> Writing so many papers. <laughs> From holding his Svizzla, you think? <laughs> He's stiff as a board Vizsla. <laughs> He's stiff Vizsla he's holding. Big nose, big RSI. feet. <laughs> <laughs> Is that another one you got to beep? Uh, no, 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 RSI's no, all right. No, yeah, yeah. Only, the, only the square words. Oh, the square words, yeah, square right. Square words, Daddy. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Don't say a square word. So, uh, one of the daughters came home from, from uh, uh, kinder, I think it was. Yeah, Daddy, I learned a square word today. Yeah, right. Thomas. Thomas said a square word. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, what did he say? She said, oh, not really sure. It was something about a truck and a head. It's like, yeah, you've got that. Yep. Yeah, you know what's going on. Yep, that's those, a square word. Those square words, nailed yeah. it. <laughs> so this is a paper published in the Applied Animal Behaviour Science Journal. Yep. Re- it's got a real fancy title. Reinforcer Infectiveness in Dogs, The Influence of Quantity and Quality. Essentially... Do dogs run faster for more treats or better quality treats? Right. What do you reckon, mate? What are your thoughts? More, more treats. More, more treats. You reckon more? More treats. Really? Yep, yep. I, I reckon they'll be less interested in, um, yeah, they, they don't care if it's the generic, you know, um, uh, coated chocolate uh, smarty rather than the m ms They'll just eat whatever. Give them a hundred of those. They'll be happier than just with right. 10 so, m So Rosie'd come for a big bowl of dry food over, over a hot dog. Uh, Rosie, go for anything, bro. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, 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 yeah, well. She'd she'd look at me sad with either of them, but <laughs> yeah, she's a whippet. What if you try and take her to the water with your big shoes on? <laughs> <laughs> Should she do do her best impression of a stiff fizzler? Very, very stiff. A sad stiff. Fizzler. A sad stiff fizzler. <laughs> All right, listen up, listen up. Here we go. Modern dog trainers use positive reinforcement to train dogs, and that reinforcement often takes the form of food. Yep. When you want a dog to come, when you call them or get in the water, yes, you want to use your best training treats as a reward. Mm. Now, that's what I always say. Highly valued rewards. Highly valued rewards, yep. So, so in the study, pet dogs were trained to run along a walkway that was 20 metres long in order to obtain food. Right. The type of food, quantity or quality was shown by the containers that were visible to the dog from the start position. So, in the first study, they compared one piece of dry food. Yep. So, kibble. To five pieces of dry food. Right. This was signaled to the dog by the presence of one or five blue bowls containing the food. Ah, very good. 
Uh, so they're yeah, obviously looking at low quality, but high quantity. Yep. And they found the dogs did not run any faster for a greater amount of the dry food. Right. But listen up. Except the Labradors that ate the food, the bowls, the walkway, <laughs> the experiment. The other dogs. <laughs> the, the video camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then still were hungry. St- right. st- still were sitting down looking hungry. Go, give me a stiff fizzle away. <laughs> In the second study, the scientists compared a piece of sausage. Right. Perhaps a bunning sausage, something yes. like that. Nice sausage. Nice sausage, yes. yes. Not, not your, uh, your behind-the-counter brown paper bag, Viennese sausage, perhaps. No, but it's still a good sausage nonetheless. Sausage, yeah, I don't think they're fussy. I do like the Viennese yeah. hot dogs, yeah. though. Yeah, 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 they are good. Keep, keep, <laughs> keeping coals in business, I think, with your Viennese's, <laughs> mate. But, uh, where are we? Uh, it's comparing you got up to the Viennese hot dog, mate. Uh, Sorry, yeah. mate. I get sidetracked. <laughs> comparing a piece of sausage to a piece of dry food. The type of reinforcement available was shown by the food being in a black or a white bowl. Right, okay. Getting a little bit racist now. Yes. But anyway, don't know why it could have been a blue or a green bowl. Well, we do they know. They can't see. They can't tell the difference oh, between blues and green. Well, well blue. It. Yes. Simo taught us that, didn't he? So you did, yes. Thank you very much. Ophthalmologist. Yep. And what they found, dogs ran significantly faster to get the piece of sausage than the piece of dry food. Right. Boom. There you go. Yeah. Nice one. How many dogs do they have in the study? Uh, Three. Three. (laughs) I don't know. 19, I think it was. It wasn't big. I mean, it's a good... It's enough. It's a good idea study. It's It's a good fun study to do. You know that, mate. Dogs always perform better for the higher valued food rewards. Yeah, right. If you want a dog to sit, don't give them kibble. Yeah, right. Give them the cheese. Yeah, fair enough. If you want them really to do something or really enjoy something... Yeah, you're trying to trim their nails, like we talked about last episode. You've got to use the highly valued treats. Make it something that's worthwhile for them. Exactly. And owners often say to me, oh, food doesn't work with my dog. Yeah. It's like, well, have you not fed them for 12 hours? Yeah. And have you got cheese? Yeah. Have you got a hot dog? Oh, no, no, I can't not feed them. No, no, that's what you need to do. Yeah. You've made them hungry and you give them something they love. They'll eat it and they'll do what you, you know, they'll do something. You're right. I, 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 I remember saying to mum, because where she um, tells people about with training the puppies and things, um, and she said, oh, yeah, sometimes people use um, use hot dogs. I said, well, that's fine. Just make sure they're little bits. Yeah. Because the thing is, the dog doesn't care how much of the special treat they're getting. They just want that special treat. Yeah. So, you know, you could a, a dog could eat an entire hot dog in two seconds mm. or you could cut that entire hot dog up. Not I'm saying to give it a t- dog an entire hot dog. You know, you could cut a quarter of a hot dog up into 40 bits yeah. and the dog's still going to go, oh, that was a nice little hit. Oh, yeah. that was a nice little exactly. hit. Exactly, exactly. So, yep, no, spot on. So the um, there's a follow-up question they have. The, the next question on many dog trainers' minds will be about the effect of one... Like you said, one sausage versus multiple pieces of sausage. Yes. Does it make them run even faster? Ah, good. Where's the tipping point? When do they become too fast? They can't run any faster. I think when they've eaten that many sausages that they're too fat to run up the hallway. <laughs> Again, that, that Labrador can't yeah. fit up the hallway anymore. <laughs> Got stuck on the walkway. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, fantastic, fantastic, mate. Um, let's right. head through on to the disclaimer. I reckon um, all advice on this show is general in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information. But as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we have missed anything or if you need any clarification, mate. What have you got on your turnstile of fun this week, pal? All right, mate. Now I had had a great case this week. It was yeah. a scaredy cat. Yes, that was living in an apartment bought in by young couple uh it was a three-year-old female chinchilla right 
And for the last six weeks or so, the cat uh, they had two cats. Uh, one of their cats was continually hiding behind the curtains. Right. Wouldn't come out from the curtains. Uh, would come out to eat. Yep. Um, but then often retreat back to behind the curtains. Right. And I was saying, oh, that's that sounds really weird. You know, what's been going on? What yeah. sort of change? Sure, they had a second cat. All right. Good to investigate what's going on with the second cat. They got the second cat about six months ago. Okay. And as far as I could tell, they said there had been no fights. They like playing together. They got along really well. And in fact, it seemed like the second cat would often go and sleep with the first cat behind the curtains. Right. So the first cat wouldn't even come out, but they'd go in together and sort of you know, nest in together and enjoy, yep. enjoy each other. So I thought... That's really weird. There's no fighting between the two cats, sort of, you know, w- what's been going on. And then I thought something must have changed six weeks ago. There's yep. got to be something different. Something's something, triggered something. Something spooked the cat. Yeah. Uh, you know, I did a, a physical exam on it. The cat was totally healthy. Yeah. Couldn't find anything wrong with it. Nothing obvious that I could see. It was a young cat. No symptoms of any, any disease or illness. You know, I said, has there been any renovations you've done? You know, perhaps some uh, tradesmen's come in. No, yep. no, nothing done. Any new people in the house, new humans, maybe they had a new baby. Yep. I sold them a book anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, they hadn't had a baby. Good. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, uh, but it's good for them to have it in the bookshelf. Exactly, just time. in case. Yes. In the future that um, they can use to tell your cat you're pregnant. Yes. And essential guide for cat owners who expect a baby. Well, I haven't what, plugged it for a long but, time. But, but what about their, their brother and sister that have a dog but not a cat? Oh, Do you well, have anything for them? Thanks, mate. Funny you should mention that. There is a dog version. Oh, is there really? Yeah. Check it. You can check it out. Um, there's a website, babyandpet.com.au. Oh, wow, I think I will. Yeah. Or Amazon or good bookstores. Oh, there you go. Gosh, that's seamless, isn't it? Seamless. Seamless. And we're not even paying for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I said, it. maybe there's some other cats outside. Yep. You know? Uh, yep. Yeah. No, we're on the sec- 22nd floor of an apartment building. Okay. No. Probably not other cats outside, no. I said. No, unless they're jumping quite high. Yes, Or yeah. they're a cat burglar. <laughs> <laughs> Some cat's just mission impossibling it, you know, across the window. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, maybe there's a dog next door, new neighbours next door. There was nothing at all. Yeah. So I was at a loss. I was like, no, there's no new changes. It's a healthy cat. I was really at the point where I was like, oh, I've got no idea. Yeah. What's going on? I said to them, look, oh, I really don't know. There has to be something that's changed six weeks ago that's caused this to happen. Well, then the, the two of them, they were, um, they then had a, about a one minute heated exchange oh. in their own language. Right. And I was just standing there going, oh, that's a bit weird, you know. And yep. It seemed like the, you know, the male was getting a little bit of a, a dressing down. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, and the female was, you know, give him, give him a little chat. And, yep. And eventually it sort of stopped and the boyfriend sheepishly looked at me and uh, happened to mention that six weeks ago he bought a night new giant TV. Uh, and, 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 uh, and exactly six weeks ago, and the cat refused to go near it. Right. Uh, especially when it was on. So, obviously, he, he'd had the TV on quite loud, perhaps. Yes. Or, and, and actually scared the cat. Scared, scared the crap out of the cat. Uh, and now it did not want to come out. Wow. So, I was like, booyah! There we go. Nailed it. So, there you go. It just shows. And I reckon a lot of my behaviour stuff like that. Yeah. The owners don't want to give me the solution. Don't want to answer the questions yep. until you've known them. You had a chat for a good 20 minutes or so and you get to know them and then eventually they go, oh, it's a safe place. Yes. I can tell them. Did I you ask what him. sort of TV it was? Yeah, big flat screen, six sixty inch. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, big, yeah. yeah. Big, must have a good sound system with it as I well. Imagine big subwoofer on yes, it. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Absolute clappers out of the poor cat. <laughs> so, we, so we talked about what to do. So um, 
you know, it's a mild anxiety, I thought. Yep. So mild anxiety, my reach to is Izilkeen. Yeah, gave yeah. it a crack. Alpha Cazozapine, really good medication. And I also saw a study that recently that we used to use Valium a little bit in cats. Yeah. That actually found that that uh, Valium is, uh, uh, that Zilkeen actually had a better response than Valium. Right. In, in some cats. So I thought that's really interesting because um, we often use it for, for calming in cats. So, yep. so Zilkeen, we, we put it on some Zilkeen. Um, alpha cazozapine, the milk derivative, big supporter of the show. Yes. And then we also talked about some desensitization. So similar to the dogs with the hot dogs, we went for some highly valued food. Yeah. Love coming out for tuna. Yeah, right. So what I said, well, let's start feeding at a distance from the TV with some tuna. And then over a few weeks, we started moving the food closer and closer to the TV. Yep. Without it being on. Yep. And, and feeding it close to the TV, getting it used to being there. And then I suggested we turn the TV on at a really, really low volume. Yeah. Again, feeding the cat closer and closer and closer. And a couple of weeks later, uh, I uh, uh, this is about, a, actually about six weeks ago, I saw them. Yeah. Uh, a few weeks later, um, gave them a call. Cat's loving the new TV. Fantastic. Like watching the TV. Excellent. You know, classic case, mate, I reckon, of what I like to call Netflix and chinchilla. You don't you never heard of that? No. Listeners are laughing, mate. Go with it. Good. It's all good. No, that's one great. one thousand. Netflix. It sounded like a count laugh. Oh yeah, that's that's why I like to do my laughs. Ne- never heard of Netflix and chill, mate. Netflix and Netflix and chill. No, ne- ne- talk to Christine about it. Your, your anniversary's coming up, mate. Yeah, <laughs> sort of out there. Netflix and chill. No, that's right. I'll ask her about yeah. it. Yeah, Google it, mate. Google. I, I will. I yeah. will because yeah. I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I'm, I feel like I've let you down. You yeah, know, you've yeah, come well, out with a. Uh, well, the reference for the drums, I'm... the boom, 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 shh. No, I've got, got nothing. nothing. Got nothing. Nah. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Sorry to leave you All hanging. Good, mate. That was yeah. very, very, went very flat. Yeah. <laughs> All um, righty, so, mate. Now, what do you got this week? Well, speaking of flat, I thought I'd um, uh, talk to, uh, talk about fever um, yeah. because uh, both you and I have been crook. Or, you know? Yeah. Or did you want to talk about that, that other mailbag we had? Because we're running short on time. Running short on time this week? Yeah, well, we can do the mailbag and yeah. I'll, I'll do fever next time. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. 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 Feel, Sorry feel about better that. About talk. No, no, that's all good. To all the listeners that are that are geared up now for fever talk. Yeah. Um, well, then you'll just have to take a Panadol and wait for you know. Only you do that. Don't give it to your animal. Um. Until uh, until next week. Um. So, uh, uh, as a follow on from um the Quest Fest Quest last Fest. week, um, a great friend of the show, Claudia, um, sent us in another question, wanting to know about the pros and cons of desexing dogs, the best uh, and the best age to do it. Given research that suggests desexing can increase or decrease the risk of various conditions. Oh wow, mate! So uh, we, we haven't got long enough to talk about this. Uh, yeah. So um, much like uh, when we were talking about uh, our, our responses last week, there's going to be um, some comments. There's going to be probably more questions than answers, and a whole lot of uh, fence sitting because um, the reality is is that there's just there's, there's not a whole lot of clarity with what's absolutely known and not known with this, which is, I guess, frustrating from the point of view of that it's something that we do all the time and that there should be some clarity on it, but there's just not. So is there not clarity there because there's no clarity to be had or is it just because we don't have all the information well, yet? So. Would well, you want to take a Tony Jones on it, mate, and just, uh, just oh, we'll take that as a comment. Take it as a comment. We'll move on. <laughs> move yes, on. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Sponsor us on, on Patreon yeah, and yeah, uh, make send sure us an email. Yeah. Yeah, send us in an easy question, like, yeah. you know. Yeah, uh, no why, more hard questions, says Claudia. Why, why does my cat's breath smell like cat food? Uh, yeah, <laughs> nice. that'd be a good one. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Why, why does my cat spit wet? 
Yes, yeah, yeah. that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, what, what does my cat not have any fur? Oh, because it's a Cornish Rex. Oh, yeah. thank you very much. Yeah, I've got a stiff fizzler and I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> How do I make my stiff fizzler like the, like the water? You know, use some highly valued treats. Or, or watch some Netflix and chinchilla. Netflix and chinchilla, yeah. Yeah, have you Googled that yet? Not yet. No. Not All yet, right. still haven't got to it yet. Okay, um, de-sexing. So, so de-sexing. So when we graduated 20-odd years ago, um, a little less than 20 years. We're not quite that there yet, but we're nearly there. Um, it was de-sex, your, de-sex all your pets, de-sex them yep. at six months, get it done, do it. It's the right thing to do. Do it. Do ben- it now. Benefits outweigh the risks. Do it. You know? um, and at the time, the the benefits were for female dogs, you, they're not going to come into heat, so you're not going to have to worry about um, them bleeding around the house. You're not going to have to worry about unwanted uh, pregnancies from them going out and trying to find themselves a boyfriend. Um, also, uh, road traumas. You know, like I went back when I worked in Warrigal, where there was a lot less de-sexings done. We saw a lot more um, hit by cars in female dogs that were on heat and entire male dogs that were getting yep. out trying to find themselves a girlfriend. Um, it decreases roaming in male dogs by 60%. There you go. Yeah, there's a stat for you. Huge stat. That's a, that's a, what, a, what a way to drop it. Bang! I love it. Oh, straight off the top of your head yeah. too. Yeah, been actually, hanging no, on he, for months. He, he actually just, you know, just he's paused it and then bought, pulled that in, you know. <laughs> and, then, and then put, dubbed put it in a post- your voice in there, Robbie. Yeah. It's did like, you a, like that? Oh, what? yeah. You, you did a really good job on it, mate. <laughs> Seamless. Seamless. Less. Um, so, uh, so yeah, uh, and and also the uh, big one being mammary cancers. You know, so uh, taking away the hormones means that then the mammary uh, tissue is not going to be exposed to the hormones that potentially could bring about yep. cancer cells being produced. Prostate um, problems in the males too. Prostate problems in the male dogs. Um, you know, uh, testicular uh, cancers in the male dogs. Um, uh, also, um, pyometras. If you take the uterus out, it's not going to get full of pus. Um, you know, Yep. Uh, in, in the female dogs. So there were lots of reasons for doing it and we said six months, wait till the dogs get old enough. They're a bit bigger. They'll be able to handle the anaesthetic better and everything will be great. It's clear cut, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then as time went on, then people started doing juvenile desexings. So the, there was the real big push of doing desexings really, really young. So doing them in, um, you know, less than 12 weeks yeah. of age. You know, particularly certain breeds were getting them done very, very young. Um, me, personally, I think as a way of trying to stop people from breeding those animals. And so. trying to, you know, it was more of a financial decision on the breeder's behalf rather yeah. than, you know, trying to maintain the monopoly that they had on the on the industry. Yeah, well, I think well, it came from a few areas. I think certainly from the shelter aspects. Yes. They wanted to, you know, farm, uh, not farm, but... Uh, uh, get the puppies out to their home as quick as they could, and they yep. wanted to send them to sex. Obviously, shelters were doing them very young. Yeah, yeah. I think breeders often, yeah, I reckon it's a, a from a financial aspect. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, that yeah, that's right. They yeah, just yeah. don't want people to breed with their dogs. Yeah, exactly. Because if someone says, "Well, hang on, I've I've spent two thousand bucks to yeah. buy this one puppy," and when I saw when I went there, there was that's a, cheap. There, there was eight, eight of them running around. <laughs> then they start doing the seeing the dollar signs yeah. floating around in their head. Yeah, not well, that got, everyone's going to do it. Well, they bought a six grand French bulldog. Yeah, 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 that's right. That's right. And then they say the puppies are running around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they go, like, "Wait, what do you mean I need to do a cesarean now? Yeah. These pups taking it? <laughs> what do you um, mean it can't breathe? Yeah, yeah. And it's itchy. And, <laughs> anyway, and, and it's it. and it's broken its tooth on a bone. Yeah. Um, and welcome to our French bulldog listeners? breeders and we, listeners. We, we, we love you all. Yeah. Uh, we do. We do. They're lovely dogs. Um, so 
then um, so th- then that started things started to get a little bit dicey. And people were going, oh, hang on, do should we be dissecting them really young? Is that is it fair on the animals? Are they seem to be coping with it okay? Is the anaesthetic safe? So there's a lot of papers around that. Now we got this even bigger shift around now the other way of then saying well, maybe we shouldn't be desexing these animals until much, much later, you know, um, because is it going to cause problems with their growth, you know, particularly in large breed dogs? Is it going to cause problems with um, uh, increased susceptibility to diseases such as cancer, certain cancers, uh, urinary tract, um, uh, urinary incontinence, incontinence. Um, you know, uh, you know, behavioural issues, yeah. you know? So the... I guess the big thing with this is that 20 years ago, life was very simple in that we all did what we did and that was what was done for a long time beforehand because previous to that, hardly anyone desexed their dogs and there was lots of problems with um, unwanted pregnancies and uh, dogs being surrendered and, and high rates of dogs needing to be euthanized and dog, dogs and cats needing to be euthanized because, of, um, because the shelters were being overrun. So that's the reason why we started desexing so much in the first place. Is that then causing these issues? Well, that's where the controversy is all starting mm. to set in. And the big p- problem with that controversy is that there are conflicting papers saying one way or the other yeah. with a lot of these things. So if people want to go searching for it, you can find papers saying that desexing will increase the risk of um, osteosarcoma or bone cancer yep. in Rottweilers. Yep. The problem with that paper was was that it was actually from one family of Rottweilers. Yes. And so what happened was that you, know, you go, well, hang on, was there more of a genetic mm. predisposition within that family than what it was from being de-sexed? Mm. Um, so the, uh, I get... I'm not going to go too deep into the you know every single disease and everything because the reality is we don't know. You no. know, we, we, we really don't know exactly what the exact right time is for what for different breeds, for different animals, for different situations. So a lot of it is going to come down to um, and, and, and another um, Pandora's box to open as well is the different options with desexing as well. You know, um, which I'll cover a little bit um, in a sec. So. As far as the desexing increasing your susceptibility to cancers and things like that, there's the research is going on at the moment, but there's not a lot of concrete yeah. evidence at the moment, one way or the other, yeah. to say that yes, it definitely will, or no, it definitely won't. Yeah. Because what the thoughts are is that when you desex an animal and you're taking the hormones away, that you're going to get an an upregulation of the receptors um, for other hormones that may potentially then um, lead to cancerous change. Now, does that happen? Does it not happen? We're at a time now where we can be doing genetic marking um, uh, tests on these cancer cells to be looking for the hormone receptors so we can actually say that, okay, yes, bone, you know, this is speaking hypothetically. Yes, in a bone cancer, you know, we found this hormone receptor in twenty different breeds of dog. Mm. Um, so there, and and it and that represents a. a of the bone cancers at the sample size that we were looking at. So we think that there might be, right? If that study comes out, then absolutely, we all need to sit up and take notice. Exactly the same way as what we've done with the the feeding of chicken bones, Mm. you know? If a study comes out that comes out and says, 
holy crap, look at this. This is some pretty hard and fast evidence. Then we're all going to sit back and go, gee whiz, we need to start looking at this. Other centres will then start doing their own studies. And if they find the same thing, then the world will change. Yeah. But that evidence isn't there at the moment. There's nothing clear cut, is there? No. Really, it's all... Um, urinary incontinence is um, is a big one that um, is is seen in female dogs when they have been desexed, both when they're young and also older. Right. So I found a paper that was talking about um, that it's it'll happen a lot more in dogs that are desexed under two years of age than if they're desexed over two years of age, but it will still happen. Yeah, yeah you'll right. still get the urinary incontinence. Um, there's been different theories with what's been with what's happened with that. Some people thought it was to do with the surgery, you know, that if the surgeons were, were if the su- surgery was too traumatic, people pulled up the uterus too far, trying to get away with making a small little hole, pull that uterus right up and put a lot of pressure on it, that that caused problems. There's there's debates on whether or not that is actually a, um, you know, something that's actually happening or if it's just bubkas. Mm. Um the, the lack of the, the hormones. So when we take the hormones away, because one of the ways that we treat female dogs that have the incontinence is that we give them um, hormone supplements. Well, yes, that does work, but the the current the, some of the current studies coming out at the moment is that it m- seems to more be the hormones that are coming from the pituitary gland that are upregulated because there's no uh, there's no hormones coming from the uterus rather than it actually being you know uh, receptors for those hormones in the actual right. um, in the urethral sphincter. So even it's that, very even, complex. so the treatment that we've used for many, many years, that work seems to be working in a different way to what we've always yeah. thought that it has worked. Yep. So even from that, we don't know. And and the numbers that they um, that you see in a few different papers, it can vary from um, from less than ten percent to upwards of, in you know fifteen and twenty percent. Mm. So again, there's different factors that are being involved here. Larger breed dogs are more at risk than small breed dogs. It seems to more be large breed dogs that get it than small ones. Um, so yeah, there's the, the I guess the take home message is desexing your dog. Um, should you do it? I I would still recommend for people to do it. Um, or uh, you jump in um, from a behaviour point of view. Yeah, you because know, this is your wheelhouse. Is there anything there as far as timing of desexing and from behaviour behaviour issues? Yeah, look, there's some. I think there's. Uh, I haven't sort of researched it. Unfortunately, I didn't realize we we're going to talk about today. Yeah, but um, I think there's a. Uh, thought that some male dogs that are perhaps a little bit timid or fearful at a young age, that possibly leaving their testicles on for a couple of years may help them with their confidence. Yeah, okay, right. Just a little bit of boost of testosterone. Now, that just is in the back of my head. I'm not sure if that's actually been proven to be true. Yeah. Um, There was some studies about uh, desexing females later. Um, uh, this is a while ago and they're less likely to have some aggression things, but then that was disproven, I think. So there's nothing really sort of concrete about it. I guess my thing with owners is, yep, if you've got a timid puppy, maybe it will wait for a male to be desexed, but then you've got to weigh up with the possibility that dog's going to start marking around the house 
or um, or maybe start uh, having some um, some interactions with other dogs that aren't so nice, maybe being aggressive, yeah. or maybe they're mounting or humping the, the other dog in the house and that's yeah. becoming distressing. So it's sort of a bit of a way up, I think, and I certainly don't say to owners, you need to do it on this date, all these behaviours will happen, or they won't happen, you know? Yeah, yeah. The same sort of thing, there's nothing really concrete at all yeah, right. from, from behaviour, but there is, and anyone's listening, let us know. Let us know, absolutely. Yeah. So, so I guess the big thing with it is it should you get your dogs de-sexed I think it is a good idea to get them de-sexed um, when do you get them de-sexed I think that's the part that is up to debate and that is the part that um, I, I've really changed my tune as I've gotten older um, and you know I'd like to think more experienced but probably I just want to get less combative that if people say I don't want to de-sex my dog or I want to wait until they get a bell, I was like well that's cool just yep. when you want to do it, come and talk to me, yep. you know. Um, or if you're having these problems, then come and talk to me because the evidence isn't there to say that if we desex your dog when they're seven and a half months old, well, then that means you're not going to get these problems and you're going to stop getting these and it's going to have all these positive benefits, you know. It's that th- those those studies aren't there, you know. Um, the big thing is with desexing of female dogs, if they have their season, yeah, you've got your risks of mammary tumors, mm. you know, and that is that is that is really one of the like, you know, one, one of the big ones, but. You know, then the the question is right. Well, what are your other, yeah? You know, what's the benefits of of leaving compared to the risks? Yeah, so. I think a lot of the stuff is coming out of because in Scandinavia, Scandinavian yeah. countries, it's really really, uh, it's the opposite way. Yeah, they rarely desex their animals. Yeah, and so from a behaviour perspective, I think there's a lot of stuff for trying to compare what behaviour problems we see in our, our pets, mm. and what behaviour problems they see or don't see in their pets, and whether that's related. So, um, but but certainly, uh, yeah, in Scandinavia, there, there's is as a if you tell them we desex all our cats and dogs, they, they, they're just horrified, I think. So. Yeah. And I think the interesting thing from that, you know, when they're trying to make comparisons with the behaviour things, they've really got to look at it from what are the other selection pressures that they've oh, made really as well. Because that's the problem, isn't it, with the variability. So of many other things involved, possibly. Yeah. You know, um, environment, yeah. And, you know, nurture, nature, all that stuff. All, all that yep. gear is all completely different. So um, the other thing then with um, that I was just alluding to before is the different techniques. Maybe we'll it, talk about that next time, I think. Yeah, we can do if anyone's in, interested. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about the the different uh, what's in the future for different options for DC. I reckon, so, yeah, I think so. That'll yeah. go well. So next hopefully week. that that's answered your question, Cloudy. So yes, yes, you should get them desexed. As a question to when, you know, that's probably dependent on the animal, the breed, the vet, the way the moon's shining, what you had for lunch, you know, all that sort of stuff. But talk about it with your vet. Make an informed decision. I think is the thing. Make an informed decision. Yeah, good stuff, mate. Great, great. Well done. All righty. Excellent. Okay, guys, so I think that's a wrap. Look, if you've got any more questions for us, uh, hit us up on, on the socials if you want to know uh, more about Robbie Stiff Fizzler or, uh, <laughs> or, or get a bit more information on Netflix and Chinchilla. Yes. Or, or you want to inform Robbie what Netflix Let and Chinchilla is. Let me know what in the hell Lewis is talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Robbie's obviously not up today. He must no. Be, he's no, a no, middle-aged man. He's yeah, struggling. Google it now while you're doing the, yeah, doing the outro. Right. Ooh, yeah, don't, don't show the photos, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, guys, uh, so you're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Uh, two vets talk pets at gmail.com we've got an interview coming up with uh, with the internal medicine specialist so if you've got any special internal medicine questions uh, feel free to hit us up uh, sorry about our croaky voices for this episode <laughs> uh, we're really struggling to get to the end of it but uh, we'll, 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 uh, we'll catch up with you guys next week see you guys All right, peace out everybody bye Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter 
and Instagram or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist and more importantly as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.